Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, we chose a perfect time to wait to record a podcast. We have some great news for everybody. And that is that the... I don't want to say long because it because we grew up in the Mayweather Pacquiao era and we ain't talking that type of long, but the long discussed negotiated fight between Ryan Garcia and Javante Tank Davis, that fight is happening. We got a date, kind of, most likely April. There will be an interim fight in the meantime, but hey, that's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. They've agreed to everything. Uh, and so, Lex, let me get your first reaction as you're sitting there refreshing your phone on your timelines or whatever, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, and you see that announcement come forth. How'd you feel? Hmm. It's funny because, like, what I had going on at the moment, but I felt good, man. I mean, I was pretty um, high on the you chances high? that Ryan versus Tank uh, would happen. Uh-huh. Like, I... I I was confident that it would get announced. And then the the January in D.C. thing threw me off a little bit because I'm like, all right, well, Tank Ryan is not happening in D.C., so maybe it's it's off. I don't know. But, like, we didn't get that official, like, here's the opponent. PBC posted it. Tank posted it. Like, what, like it wasn't – it didn't seem concrete, solid quite yet. So I was like, all right, well, let's – Let's. I'm not gonna like go crazy about Tank's decision until we get the opponent announcement, and then Ryan gets announced. So, so I, it felt good. I'm glad that like we're finally getting a big fight. I think people should be happy it took this long to to happen because the longer it takes, the more people get interested and get curious, and then it's like cooking. You know what I mean? You can't put a pie in the oven and let that joint come out ten minutes later. You gotta cook that bitch for like 40, 50 minutes. And so Ryan, Ryan and Tank has been cooking for just the right amount, in my opinion. And so as long as Ryan, Tank does his thing against, uh, uh, I was going to say Gutierrez, but it's not Gutierrez. No, nah, it could have been Gutierrez, but Gutierrez lost to Hector Garcia. Correct. As long as Tank does his thing against Garcia, which is not, that's not a cake fight. Tank should win, but that's a pretty solid opponent. You know, we, we got a super fight on our hands. It's going to be dope. Well, you know, shout out to our Patreon, but... um. I did a podcast last week on really the business of boxing, kind of breaking down what's going on with each of the companies, what are storylines that people aren't really talking about, and really just kind of like the way the business works. And one thing in particular that I put an emphasis on was in how fights are promoted. And just like looking back historically, what has worked promoting fights and what hasn't. And... um Ryan and Tank are following a lot of the the movements that we see for the fights that do very, very well at the box office. So were you at any point in time, and I'm asking you, you know, Lex, but I'm also a listener. I'm curious, you know, were you at any point in time, like, just resigned to the fact that this wasn't happening next? I mean, like I said, the, the DC thing made me, think maybe it's not happening but once like the there was just like a little bit of uh unclearness or ambiguity or however you say it about what was going on with that i i, I didn't hang on hope to ryan per se because i was just like i just want to see what's going to happen next and then they announced everything and everything became much more clear so it, it seems to me and like if 
you uh if you follow the stuff closely, it seems to me like in many ways social media kind of hurt the fight a little bit because and and I I guess I'm only speaking to like a really small amount of people because the amount of fans that the hardcore you know boxing uh makes up is a really small number but one of the things that PBC does and and I don't think it's exclusive to them I think everybody does this but they are usually spotlighted the most um amongst like writers and stuff like that but they will do a lot of things for one fight and the reason for that is because they got contingency plans they get their ducks in a row and they generally know what they want to do but they don't get stuck to that i think they did with spence crawford and that bit them in the ass but for for this one we've seen them reserve a bunch of dates where that where this fight could potentially take place They've reserved venues in, in multiple different places with the assumption that Tank would fight at some point, you know, in January or so. And depending on the opponent, they'd go to different places. And, um, you know, people were rightfully down when the, the DC one became public. And I wonder how much of that was um, really like a, a play for negotiation versus like this was actually serious i i don't know i there's i have a lot of questions about why tank is doing that dc fight it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me unless i put my conspiracy hat on i mean i definitely felt like once that was the first thing i thought right like okay they did the dc thing as like a a leverage play like all right y'all are playing around too much we got different plans they they bootleg announced a date and then like brian's team was like all right fine we'll do it but it seems like he's going to go through with the fight. So it can't be that. My my theory on that is just maybe Tank had the opportunity. Like maybe they had the, the money or date to do a hometown fight. And they told Tank, like, we'll give you an opponent. He's going to be hard. But it's it's like it's going to be someone you should get through. And it's at the crib. And it's kind of like, why not? Like not everyone from Tank City that's going to be at that fight is going to be able to make it to Vegas. Let me, let me toss out a conspiracy. And don't Let's let do me hear any of you. Don't let me hear any of you repeating this on social media, in Discord or anything, without calling it what it is—a conspiracy. But what if Tank don't want a promoter for this fight? What if Tank got one more fight on that Mayweather promotions contract, where that's a part of his purse he's gonna have to give up? And so we said, "All right, well, I'll throw you guys a pay-per-view fight. I'll fight Garcia," and they were like, "Cool." But then Hector walked into the room and not Ryan. Just like <laughs> Shane McMahon did to Vince McMahon when he said the contract said McMahon when they bought WCW. That's a conspiracy. And, and that's like just figuring out um, figuring out why it is that that fight is happening. But who knows? Maybe both Tank and Ryan want tune-ups because they just want a tune-up so they can be super sharp for that fight. But wait, is is Ryan getting a tune-up? That hasn't been announced officially, right? Hasn't been announced, but um they said it's possible. Okay. If if I'm if I'm Golden Boy Dazone, I'm definitely tossing him in a tune-up. Even if it's uh, somebody he's in a knockout in one or two rounds, I want this dude sharp because the thing that to that like, you know, there's a lot of wear and tear that goes into a tune-up, but like one thing that I think it does benefit 
especially younger guys, I think younger guys, it, it benefits more. Being able to go into a camp where you're not, like, you're close to fight weight already means that you are spending so much more time just conditioning yourself, not losing weight, just conditioning yourself um, and working on the strategy. You don't have to have fat camp. And while I, you know, looking at Tank and Ryan, they're nowhere near that right now. I think having a camp for a fight before they start to prepare for each other could only benefit them, especially Ryan, given that he's the younger and, uh, you know, not as refined all around as Tank. But one example I have of this is Sebastian Fedora, who Fedora had like a three-fight stretch where he looked like an absolute terror. Then he had that long layoff. And then he fought Sergio Garcia, and like nothing looked right about him. And to me, that was 100% the case of that dude was out of the ring for a while, and the rust really showed up. Since then, he's looked, you know, basically back to the, you know, the way he was before. And Deontay's another one. Deontay had uh, looked really good, took a break, and came back and did not look as great as he did. Uh, you know, he just wasn't firing on all cylinders the way he was when he was fighting at a more frequent pace. So I think in this example, I'm okay with it, especially because they've, they've got pen to paper. They've already figured out that that is what's happening next. I don't mind. It's like Canelo and Golovkin. We knew when the fight was happening, even though there was a fight beforehand, it was all to get these dudes prepared and it made the fight that much bigger. And so I don't have any issue. Let's talk about, um, you know, how big you think this fight is. Million buys. A oh, million? You, you're talking Tank Ryan, right? No, Canelo. Yeah, of course. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, Tank. This is the thing I feel like a lot of people miss with this fight, and it's because box. You know, no, no disrespect to most people in boxing, but like the community that Tank and Ryan touch, I don't think most people are into. Um, Tank is deeply rooted into like the hip hop community. All the top hip hop bloggers talk about what he wears, who he's dating, what he's doing, uh, his fights, and like who he hangs around with. He hangs with a lot of like rappers and stuff like that. And so like you have like a whole entire demographic that loves Tank. And then Ryan is like the TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitch generation. And not only that, but it, it really has nothing to do with hip-hop people. These are probably like, you know, Gen Zers that aren't really into urban culture. And when you when you put these two together, and, and not, only, not only that, to be honest, like Ryan definitely represents a side of boxing that is more like, like uh, AC, what's my guy's name? AC Slater, what's his goofball's name? Mario Lopez. The Mario Lopez's of the world. Or like, who, who who is he on the podcast with? Is Mario Lopez or Steve Kim? The Steve Kims of the world. These people want to like Tank, and that's cool. Pauli Malinaji, maybe. These people want, I'm sorry, Love Ryan. These people want to love Ryan. That's great. When you take all of these people and stick them in a room, it's explosive. Mark Wahlberg will probably love Ryan. And so for that reason, like this fight, is, I guarantee you that this fight does a million pay-per-view buys. And the gate, I, I'm not like the sharpest on gates and stuff, but it's going to have a, a crazy ass gate with uh, dozens of celebrities sitting ringside. And it, it'll it'll bring back that Floyd, that Floyd Mayweather vibe that we haven't felt for a very long time. 
that was <laughs> that was something that um deuce had mentioned before he was talking about he's like i was just looking at um he was looking at he said he was looking at ryan and tank's instagrams and if you look at the comments to their posts it's just nothing but verified accounts nothing but people who um who like are, are effectively celebrities replying. I mean, here, think about it like this, right? Okay, so he, there are people out there who think Bud versus Errol is the biggest fight in boxing, or Wilder versus Joshua is the biggest fight in boxing. But the thing with Errol versus Bud is, if you subtract Errol, say Errol never existed, Bud Bud's popularity is zero. Like no one cares about Bud; he's just a guy. He his popularity is based on being the fo foil to Errol. Ryan's popularity has nothing to do with Tank. He's in Super Bowl commercials. He's in that Gatorade commercial with Dame Lillard. He has a YouTube series. Like his, he, he for those who don't know, he's with the agency. I, I, it's not CAA. I forget who it is, but it's one of the better agencies, and they've done a good job of positioning him in like commercials, sponsorships, advertisements, and it, it's really bought up his celebrity level. It has nothing to do with Tank. So when he goes into the ring with Tank, Tank's going to bring all his, like, hip-hop, pop culture people with them. And like I said, man, it's going to be – I think it's the biggest fight in boxing. People have, like, clowned me for that before, but it's how I feel. <clears throat> no, I, I agree with that. And my apologies, everybody. I'm, I'm a little sick right now. But um, I think it is the biggest fight in boxing. And it's because, you know, in the Venn diagram of fans is what you're trying to say, basically – um there's there's very little overlap and that brings in completely different fan bases and that's that's where you have something special on, on your uh on hand so i don't know i am like spence crawford would have been the biggest fight in boxing from like a sort of legacy historical perspective tank ryan is is gonna i think in terms of the history of boxing this fight is more boxing than Spence Crawford. And it's because at the end of the day, this is all about money. And whether you have a title on the line or not, it's about how many people you can get to get around and pay money to watch a fight. And this fight is going to do that with probably no title on the line. For, for those who like, like comparisons, right? Bud versus Errol is like, like an interstellar or something like that. Like where it's like a big budget movie. But there's like a really insane storyline and it's going to do great numbers, but it's probably not doing like endgame numbers. Tank <clears throat> versus Ryan is endgame. Or it's just like makes like $500 million opening weekend or something just like what the fuck like. And it, they're both great fights. They're both going to be really popular and discussed on uh, ESPN and Fox Sports with uh, Shannon and Skip and all that. But Tank and Ryan is going to be different, I promise you. Now, let me ask you this question. Who do you think wins? You got to give Tank the edge. It's only right. He's more experienced. He's seen more styles. He seems to be more of like a full-time boxer. Um, he's been more dynamic in the fights that he's been in. But Ryan's a threat, man. He's fast. He punches hard. He's got good. He's got better dimensions than Tank, which matters to me a lot. Um, you know, like edge tank but who knows it's fair right yeah i think i think that's fair um 
you know, the, the, there are some interesting things going into this fight, and I wonder, you know, who, how it affects Ryan. So one thing that we've seen, you know, historically from Ryan is that when fighters don't throw a lot of punches, it kind of hurts him. You know, you saw in the uh, to-go fight, or Tego, whatever, however you want to say it, um, Tego had, he was able to box off the back foot, well, being able to and doing it well are two different things, but for the sake of not having to go into that, he was a, he was boxing off the back foot. And um, Ryan kind of struggled to track him down, basically. And Tank is the guy that we've seen. He can fight off the back foot, but I think what's more important is that Tank will slow the pace down. And I don't think Ryan is going to come in like a maniac, like Roly, and just let his hands go. I think Ryan is going to be a bit smarter uh, in terms of like opening himself up. And so I, I wonder how this fight actually plays out. And I can see this not being the most exciting fight uh, that people are expecting. The, the the finish should be explosive. I don't. I can't see this going to a decision. But I wonder. Ryan is very fast and he's big. Can he? And he's going to be forced to have to box at times. Does at at some point does Ryan commit to just boxing? And if a knockout comes, it comes. But you know, because I think what most people are thinking is Ryan's going to go knockout or bust, and I I don't think that he is. This fight will be exciting, just because everyone knows it, it, this fight's not going to end in a decision. It's 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 almost impossible. That, you know that, that. I, I don't want to say impossible, but like the odds of this fight ending in a decision will be very like like high. And so, with that said, everyone's just gonna be on the edge of their seat waiting for who lands the first big bomb. Yeah. Um. I love Joe Goosen. He's gonna have Ryan ready. The one thing, and I, I don't like to be like the X and O guy. That's not really my thing. But the one thing I would be nervous about for Ryan is like the atmosphere on the night of the fight. Assuming we get there, it's gonna be like anything. It's going to be unlike anything Ryan has ever been in by far. Like when he's in MGM, the T-Mobile or whatever it is, and like Drake is sitting in the front row, LeBron is sitting in the front row, uh, Tom Brady's sitting in the front row, Puff Daddy's sitting in the front row, Denzel Washington's sitting in the front row. I'm curious how Ryan is going to compose himself. Tank has been there a bunch of times. Ryan is, is dipping his toe in for the first time, and, and that's a lot of like... <clears throat> It's a lot, yo. You, you know what I mean? You look in the front row, J-Lo, butt poked out, little baby, got the big chains blinging. You might, eyes might get blurry. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how Ryan's going to handle that. I mean, like, I'm used to that, but I, I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's a fair point. How does, how does Ryan react to these circumstances? It takes been here for a while in terms of, like, He's drawing out the celebrities to his fights. And uh, Ryan, I think... I mean, I think if Ryan had the right opponents, he'd been on this plat level already. Not not even. If, if Ryan just was not on the zone, he would have been no, on That's what zone. I'm saying. That's what I was getting at. It's like, if Golden oh. Boy was doing a better job with this, um, I think he would have had these moments already. And he would have had big fights already. Uh, and, but thus far, they've kind of dropped the ball on... Not... Well, one, getting him the opponents, but two, like, actually setting up his events to be events. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like the... There's a difference between having a fight and having an event. Uh, 
Wilder versus Ortiz was a fight. Wilder versus Fury was an event. Uh, Joshua versus Usyk was a fight. Joshua versus Klitschko was an event. They're very different types of things you have. And I think Golden Boy's done a good job putting on fights for Ryan, but they haven't gotten this guy an event yet. And I think that we, you know, we're going to get it now. And so is there a question of, is Ryan ready to be on this level? Uh, or, you know, will there be a little bit of shell shock or something to finally be on this level? Uh, probably not, but it is something to, to consider. It's not shell shock, right? It, it, I don't think it matters over the duration of the whole fight. I think where it may manifest is like, say Tank hurts Ryan. I mean, Ryan hurts Tank. He, he might go crazy and just like waste all his energy or he might play it super cautious like being in that type of setting just throws you off a little bit it's not gonna make ryan like freeze under the spotlights like a deer in the headlights i don't see that happening but it's just the it's just the game of inches that that kills you you know yeah i mean i i feel like the fight is gonna play out similarly to the roly fight you know if you ask me i think Ryan is going to have his success. I think Ryan is going to land shots. And I think Ryan is going to be appearing like because he's so big, he's going to look like he's bowling tank around. And the question is, can he do that without walking into a shot the way Roly did? <laughs> and tank is such a clever fighter that it's really hard to fight perfect against this guy for 12 rounds. And uh, Ryan's going to be fighting a really sharp tank, too, man. He's going to be coming off a camp. And, like, let's say your your conspiracy is true, which I, I like it because I got to, you know, I mentioned that to you earlier today. Like, the stakes are higher. The focus is better. Tank is kind of past his, like, goofball days of, like, goofing off in camp or drinking between fights. Like, you're not getting that tank no more. That dude is long gone. You're getting a dude that's trying to make like a hundred million dollars this year. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is um, that's one of the things that I've noticed about Tank too in the past year is that he's definitely matured a lot. Like we have not seen Fat Tank in a really long time. Like probably, you know, actually we probably haven't seen Fat Tank since maybe before the Leo fight. I think once they put him on pay per view, Tank really changed up his like approach to the sport and now it looks like he's definitely trying to 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 become that big time earner in boxing <clears throat> you know the thing that i i've always been like why this fight took so long and why golden boy um uh, why they fought so hard or disowned fought so hard to like get themselves involved um, I understand that Golden, like, because Golden Boy was basically put in a position where they had to choose their company or choose their fighter. Like, who do they try to please? And uh, they found a middle ground, which is a win on paper. But if you actually look at what the deal actually is for DAZN, it's actually not great. But um, but they get to say they're, you know, they're involved. But I can't believe that's really the deal. Like, I, I damn near don't believe it. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like. Uh, Does it really? It's such a bad deal. For who? For the zone, like. Well, yeah, but but if you have to, you got to consider that, like on a pay per view level, they're not established yet. The Canelo pay per views 
severely underperformed. Of course, but they've like there wasn't anything money. better that they could have thought of. Like we get to distribute the pay per view too. Like who would buy it from the zone? It's such a dumb idea. Like I'm, I like I imagine Steven Espinosa when Dazone agreed to that had to like try his fucking hardest to not like die laughing in their face. If they're so, I mean, well, they're not at the negotiating table, but like like wherever he was, he probably burst out laughing like, oh my God, like this was too easy. Like so let me explain what this is. So what they are is um they're just another distributor. So they have no role in the actually production of the fight or anything. But you know, you can buy the pay-per-view from Showtime and I think most people buy the fight from Showtime. But let's say you only use your internet browser. You can go to Showtime.com and buy the pay-per-view, but you could also go to Fight TV and you can go to PPV.com. Those are pay-per-view distributors. So they have the platform. Showtime will let them use the feed. And the vast majority of the money that you pay for to order a pay-per-view goes to Showtime, but they'll get a little cut as kind of like an affiliate. And so DAZN agreed to be effectively an affiliate here. Uh, but for, for me, this is what I'm thinking about, like, for both sides. I think this is kind of like a short-sighted play on their part. Why not? Like, I always thought that it made more sense to just say, okay, Ryan, go fight Tank. Like, whatever. Because I, unless they don't believe this, but I do. I think win or lose, Ryan is going to establish himself as a pay-per-view star. I don't think he's going to get embarrassed. I don't think he's going to, like, you know, be one and done here. I think Ryan is going to come here. He's going to give a good effort. Whether he wins or loses, it does not matter. This dude is going to be a pay-per-view star going forward. And so why draw this out when you send Ryan over there, let them do the work to promote this guy and put him on a pay-per-view position, and then going forward, you got a pay-per-view star who's, you know, if if you do it right, he's going to do bigger numbers than Canelo has done recently. Which is not saying that much, but you now have a lot of leverage if you're Golden Boy with Ryan at like 24 years old being able to sell pay-per-views. And so that it, it, it always seemed like they were looking at a, a very short-sighted view and a pessimistic view thinking that, you know, we can't risk everything. And it's like, I don't think you're risking that much. You know, I have a lot more faith in Ryan, I guess, than, than most of these people. Not that I think he's going to win. But yeah, but you get you, you, yeah, you think he could win. Yeah, or the other side is I don't think he's gonna get embarrassed. I mean, what is embarrassed really like losing the fuck in the first round? Like that's not even gonna happen. Even if Ryan gets KO'd like brutally, like say he gets Anthony Durrell in round six, I think Ryan at this point is like too lovable for real. Like he put aside like like some of the annoying like rants he's done towards Tank. He carries himself pretty well. He's like fun to watch. He says good things more more often than not. And he has a good fan base. So even if he gets smashed on, like Wilder suffered a crazy loss and no one really left him. I think Ryan fans, I don't see them leaving him for real. Um, I mean, maybe Tank will get a boost off Ryan, but it's not like Ryan would lose anything either. No, that that that's exactly my point. Is this this is not like Roly getting KO'd here. Roly got bigger off the KO for real. But but what I mean is like Roly's not gonna be a pay-per-view star because where he was starting to where he was after the pay-per-view with Tank, 
that's still not enough of a gain. But Ryan is not that far behind Tank. A fight with Tank puts him at that level far beyond what Roly was. Like, Ryan is 100% going to be able to go on to, um, and especially if he has a good performance against Tank, win or lose, it puts him at a much higher level. It's like Isaac Cruz. Like, Isaac Cruz is at a level now where, um, like, he's on the cusp of being a legitimate main event star. And that dude lost. Now, I mean, Isaac Cruz in the right opponent is filling out Staples Center. I don't know about filling it out right now. Uh, the only way he fills it out is Tank, Ryan, and that's it. But can they you don't sell think out the lower bowl? If, if he did, you don't think if they did Roley versus Cruz at Staples, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, let's not say like full sellout, but like pretty good ticket sales, pretty good gate. Yeah, I, I think they could sell out the lower bowl. Okay. So we're looking at like a twelve to fourteen thousand people. They, could they sell twelve to fourteen thousand tickets? Yeah, absolutely. And it would be an amazing fight. Like I'd rather watch Roly and uh, Isaac Cruz than Tank Garcia. Here you go. Um. All right. Anything else we you want to touch on about this fight? Um. No. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it so much more in the future. So I think you know, I think that's it. I just want to say one thing. Um. I've seen some tweets, I think one from our boy MVO, that Boots is going to be the one to benefit because he's in a fight on Tank's undercard. No, he's not. Not this one. He's fighting on Tank's undercard in January. I don't think he's going to be back in time for an April undercard also to be on another Nah, yo, the, the reality is, unless Boots gets with PBC, nah, even if Boots got with PBC officially, right? There are guys that have put in more blood with PBC that are more deserving of that undercard slot. That undercard slot will go to someone who PBC is really looking to like give a little boost. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I can't even think of who like a guy. Like, you give me a guy. You'll think of one quicker than I would. Gary Antoine. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. Um, or like, not Fundora. Fundora maybe, but I don't think so. That yeah, like there's like there's like a there's a level of fun above Fundora that I'm not necessarily thinking of quite yet. Well, Boots, I think after this next fight that'll be on Tanks Undercard in January is a main eventer. Uh, the the names I've heard being thrown out for Boots' opponent, there's no way you put this guy on an undercard after his next fight. So take that however you want. Um. But we're looking at somebody like Gary Antoine. I mean, low-key, I would throw Isaac Cruz on the undercard. Like, Isaac Cruz is a good pick. Put him against yeah. somebody that's going to, like, at least go six rounds and, like, just, like, fucking bang with him? Or, like, damn, I'm going, like, division by division. Like, who, who is on the come up that's, you know what I mean, got that thing? I want those out if, there. If the, David Morrell was American or, like, or, like, like Puerto Rican or Mexican or something like that, he he would be there. Hey man, why can't he be Cuban? I love my Cuban brothers, but like, like, like when Cuban fans start coming out in droves to support Cuban fighters, I think like that'll be like the difference maker. Uh, no, there's nothing against Cubans or Morel, but I I don't know how tapped in Cubans are with Morel right now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But I think the, the the undercard will definitely go... Well, at least the undercard for the Ryan fight is definitely going to have uh, 
kind of a showcase feel to it. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up right here because uh, I'm a little sick today. So um, the more I talk, the less I'm able to breathe out of my nose, which is like really <laughs> we rough. We don't want that. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back um, next week. This next is following. Well, I don't know, actually. I have a trip planned, which would mean that I wouldn't do any podcast next week. But because I am sick, that trip is in uh, it's a it's not Spence Crawford level of danger, but it's close. And um, yeah, so we shall see how this all goes. Um, but thank you guys for listening. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to support us, maybe you have a dollar or so to give. Literally just a dollar. And we we I mean I don't, we don't even need the dollar, but it's just you know just a way to show your commitment. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Sunday Puncher. It's just one dollar or more. If you want a ball, go ahead, but you don't have to. It's just one dollar. Get you into our chat, which you know we post a lot of. You know, it's one way to stay on top of everything that's going on in boxing is to be in the chat. Another way to just have good conversations with people that are like you know, doing their due diligence and coming with, like, um, good faith arguments and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you enjoy the podcast, I think you'd really love, you know, at a minimum, lurking in the chat. So, all of that, patreon.com slash sundaypuncher, and also you get more podcasts. So, you know, just throwing that out there. And if you don't, um, I won't be able to afford medicine and I won't get better. So, if I die, you will literally contribute to that. So, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Lex, anything you want to say? You're ready for Frank Martin versus the real Ali son. <laughs> that that is really like a great fight that I'm looking forward to. But yeah. Well, real quick, guys, real quick, real quick, give me a pick for that. Uh, I think I've said this somewhere before, so I'll just stick with it. But I think Rivera. So I don't know. I, I I'm fifty fifty on this fight. I you know would I be shocked if Frank Warren completely outboxed him for ten or twelve rounds? No, I think that's probably the most likely outcome. But I don't know. Maybe Rivera's got like that Ali in him. It looks One like it's thing in him. that concerns me with Rivera, aka Ali, Ali's grandson, the real one, is yo. I've seen him get hurt. He gets hurt like once in every fight, and and none of the fighters have been good enough to really like jump on it. And like I think Frank Martin is good enough to jump on it. Um, finishing whole different conversation, but noticing it and being in like like pushing them pushing him to the limit, I think Frank Martin can do it. So I hey. can't. I don't know. That's gonna be a good fight, man. I can't wait. I wish the yeah. undercard was better, but it's gonna be good. I bet you. No, that that main event is fantastic. Um, just saying, LA County urging everyone to wear masks as COVID cases continue to rise. I'm just saying, so, someone, someone might have hit me with the corona. I'm just saying. All right. Thank you guys for listening. That's all for now. We'll be back soon.